on Maynard.com.au. Hey, you! I have bad news about the sheep. The sheep has deflated. Who wants to blow up the sheep while we watch? Go, yeah. Oh, yeah, blow it hard. That's the way. Welcome back to part two of Bunga Bunga! a song about Australia, a country of which we can be marginally proud. <laughs> well, in the second half of Bunga Bunga, we don't have much better than the first half, but we will try very hard. Bunga Bunga! We're looking for someone now because we're trying a, a quiz show. I've got questions specifically about us and our show. Who would like to be our first and so far only contested on the quiz show that's not sweeping the nation? Well, Bunga me! That lady down the front there, that you, lady saying, no, not me. Do you <laughs> like to be our contestant on Mel Bungamy, are you? Yeah. Come on up. Here's our first question. Have you ever heard an episode of Bunga Bunga? You want the truth? Well, if you haven't heard any Bunga Bunga, it's pretty easy. You just go to maynard.com.au. All 45 episodes you've missed are there that have been on over the last three years. Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> Tim and I have been sweating, haven't we, Tim? Oh, yeah, product placement. Sweat. Thanks to our Patreon. Our Patreons, there are 42 people that donate from as little as $1 to as much as $20 or $30 a month. Too much. We are Australia's fastest growing podcast in terms of numbers. It's just they're not the people that we would like to be listening. We're very big in northern Queensland. (laughs) Here's our first questions for you. Tell me, what is Tim's cat called? It's in every episode. Kitler. He told you the answer and you still got it wrong. <laughs> it's Kittler, and I think I've actually got uh, Kittler's sounds here. <laughs> the actual noise of Kittler. What English 90s band is Maynard always banging about on Bunga Bunga? I usually mention them at least one show and I even played their song in full on the last one, which you should have listened to. Don't you know? Midnight Oil. Right said Fred. I'm too sexy for my cat. Oh, There's right two bands Fred. I'm always talking about. If it's not Village People, it's Right Said Fred. If it's not Right Said Fred, it's Village People. Ever been to my house? Did you go to art school or have any sort of a liberal arts? Okay, you won't get this one either. <laughs> what school of artwork is Tim Ferguson's work described as? And just show us some of your artwork, Tim. What would you describe that school of art? That what, what, how would you... Art naive. That's not too bad. Oh, that's, that's not bad for someone without a liberal arts education. This is actually known as outsider art. If anyone would actually like to look that up right now on Wikipedia, there's four things you need to be part of the outsider art movement and the only one that Tim doesn't qualify for is he's not dead. He's not well, so he's kind of a bit there. Because I can pretend to be dead. Let's thank her. Don't trip over anything on the way out. Judging on how that went, I don't think we'll be needing that segment again, Tim. Thank you very much, Sharon. You are a winner. So if you were to show a scene from an Australian movie, what what scene would you show from what movie? Because you've been teaching film writing at RMIT and various things. What would you use as an example as a good scene from an Australian movie? From an Australian film, I would play the crisis scene of Gallipoli. Just to say, see, it's something to actually cry about. Or anything from Lantana, that's a great Australian drama because it's a little bit funny. Or anything, (laughs) oh yeah, from Spin Out. And who saw Tim's movie here? Here's a sample. Who saw it? Both of you, great work there. You haven't mentioned one of my favourite Australian films, which we were trying to show. That was Starstruck. 1980, Kangaroo Suits, The Opera House, various people who worked on the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You can't knock it. It's great. A great film made by... Lynn Armstrong. It was her first one, wasn't it? Yep. Do you like to 
show some of your outsider art, Tim. Decided in the future, next year, there's going to be an art exhibition. Because Paul McDermott... Hang on, hang on, sorry, Tim. There wasn't the correct reaction when you said that. Oh, Say yeah. it again slowly and we'll give them time to react. <laughs> next year, there's going to be an art exhibition and I'm in a wheelchair. Use that leverage, Tim. This is one of me and Maynard, as you can see. <laughs> one of them looks generally like Maynard, and the other one looks generally like me. I've actually been more specific with this one, which is, again, supposed <laughs> to be Maynard and me, but you can see we look more like two bowls of fruit. Very outsider art. Yeah, it's very outsider art. Or just come up to Tim and say how much. Don't forget when you pay me money that I'm in a wheelchair. It's all I've got to eat. <laughs> I don't actually buy food with it. I will just eat the money. Actually, have you bonded with Kittler since he's joined the One Nation Party? His politics are way too conservative. The trouble with cats is you know they vote conservative. I've never met a cat who I thought was at all open-minded. <laughs> well, they certainly wouldn't vote for the Greens, would they? No, why would they vote for the Greens? It's too easy. You know, the Greens would just be taking care of the birds. They don't like birds, which is why they're trying to kill them all the time. Kittler has an uncanny knack for watching Sky News. Love Sky News. In fact, he was quite excited to see that Christina Keneally is going to be running for the seat of Benelong for the Labour Party. He was quite excited in the sense that Hitler used to get quite excited, really quite angered. I get everything I know from Australian politics from Tim Ferguson, and I'm very proud of that. So what do you think is actually going to happen with our current conundrum we have with our government that apparently is trouble doing anything? Oh, when it comes to gay marriage, there'll be a bit of faffing. We have James Patterson, Senator. He's the one who just looks like someone has sucked all the life and fun out of a tube of nothing. <laughs> you know what tube of toothpaste does when it's just the last dregs and someone's drawn two Google eyes on it? And Senator James Patterson has decided he's going to be leading the charge backwards. The only trouble is, Senator Patterson is asking us to break the law because by coming up with an exemption for businesses who don't want to serve gay people, very similar to saying you're a business that doesn't want to serve brown people, black people, tall people, short people. It means that you want an exemption to be, what's the word? Oh yeah, bigoted. There should be no law that allows anybody, including churches, oh, you believe in the grand foo-foo, that's great, but you should follow the one true holy Catholic and apostolic church or get the hell out. You've scared the Catholics, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it doesn't matter if you believe in God and you think that God that creates and runs the entire universe cares whether gay people get married to each other. It doesn't matter. It's against the law to act upon your bigotry. You can be bigoted. You can speak about bigotry. You're allowed to say terrible things as soon as you put a sign up in your shop, which you should be forced to do, saying, no gay customers, you have broken the law. Well, I think we should get into the law of comedy here with our second guest, Carrie Tim. Would you like to introduce her? First up, I would like to say one more time, oh. the one true holy and apostolic <laughs> Catholic judge. Come on! <laughs> There we go. I knew you'd come out. Well, Carrie Hardy, just returned from the United Kingdom where she manages comedians. Please make her welcome. Come on, Carrie. 
Hello, Carrie Hardy. Hi, Tim Ferguson. What do you do for a living, Carrie? I'm a comedy manager and producer. I work with A-List Entertainment and went over to the UK because we had Edinburgh Fringe. So I was working with Yanni Agisolo, who's an Australian artist. We did his show over there, Pockets of Equality. We did that as a live TV show for um, the ABC, which is going to be happening in December, January this year. The ABC funds part of it. It's part of their new ABC2 thing. What about the old ABC, where they used to fund everything, like Auntie Jack? And... They don't like talking about that these days, I don't think. Thank you very much, Carrie. Thank you. Carrie Hardy, ladies and gentlemen. Check out uh, Bunga Bunga at uh, Planet Maynard at maynard.com.au. Anyone remember the Bachelors from Prague? I put them up the other day. Very cool Melbourne band. I found two interviews with them. and some... You liked it, didn't you, Tim? I love the Bachelors from Prague. They weren't from Prague and some of them were married. I liked it. Yes, I know. It's time to play. This bit will all be cut out. In fact, what you hear will bear no relation to what you've seen tonight. This thing came when I was recording a few of the ones I used to use, and the tape all buggered up as it was playing, so it's got a, a really sound of a crappy sting. Call it, Tim. What's in Baynard's bu- bug-out bag? <laughs> and here's the bug-out bag for the first time in public. There oh you go. Oh, my God. It's a bag you bug out with. That's right. When you've got a bug out of town and you've got to do it real fast, then you have to put stuff in the bag that you will need just to survive. In here I've got, well, a couple of business cards because that'll be important after the apocalypse. But this is what I've got, Tim. And since it's an audio podcast, would you like to explain what that is? What is that? It looks like a Barbie doll who's all tied up. This is, in fact, a regular everyday Barbie doll that has been put in a bondage harness by a mistress. I did her wedding. Yeah, the story it gets better. I played her wedding and this is what she gave me as payment for it. She does those knots on real people in real life and she just did this on a Barbie doll for me and I hang it for light fittings because I think it's really a great topic of conversation when they come to do the flat inspection every six months. So it's and that's domination. the first thing that the Lebanese guy who's got his first job goes, ah, what's that up on your life? Oh, that's, that's a bondage thing? And he went, oh, I guess, and he leaves really quickly. She never Barbie. checks for the mould in the shower like he should. You think that's good? Wait till you see Gimpy Ken. <laughs> that's one you hadn't expected, was it, Tim? I wasn't expecting that one. Were you <laughs> expecting it, Poison Girl? <laughs> that's answered. What's in Maynard's bug out bag? What's yeah. in Maynard's bug out bag? Keep that voiceover work going there, Tim. <laughs> of course, we're looking for more dumb ideas here because it's a festival of dumb ideas. Has anybody got any they like to raise with us now? There are no stupid ideas, only stupid people. That man has one. Richard Saunders from the Skeptic Zone podcast who has been very, very helpful in getting it all together for us today. Here, thank you, Richard. What's your dumb idea? Your shoes, Maynard. Why don't they match the rest of your suit? That's what I want to know. People don't normally see them because I'm normally standing up and also they were Aldi for $2. So you can now buy a pair of shoes for the same price as a bottle of white wine at Aldi. Oh, I think it's time to interview Mr. Simon Day from Ratcat. Simon, are you in the room at all? Simon Day from Ratcat. Are you Rat here, Cat. Simon? Well, that's how he sounds. I don't think he's here. <laughs> You're not here. This is one thing I didn't expect. Look, I saw Midnight Oil last night in Wollongong and they were better. <laughs> Midnight Oil legendary. I would not rush to see Midnight Oil for some Oh, they are so match fit. Uh, I spoke to Rob the drummer after and he said, as soon as we do our last night, I'm going to sleep for three years. <laughs> we were in downtown Wollongong. <laughs> there were some mullet cuts around. You saw the best mullet you've ever seen in your life. Come oh, on, Tim. Oh, yeah. This guy had not changed his haircut. You could tell this was a lived-in mullet. 
and he was there to see the oils, chant the oils. It was a great crowd. Everybody was totally up for it, and I was there with Paul Livingston. Otherwise known as Mr. Livingston, the Enigma, or Flacco, he was bobbing his head. Normally, he just does that out of irritation. We okay. drove down to Wollongong, which is dangerous, and then we drove back to Sydney, which is even more dangerous. Was Livingston driving? No, no, we can't drive. <laughs> okay. Tim doesn't drive, and does Paul McDermott drive? No, we, none of us drive. That explains why you're always in a van looking suspicious. That's right. Mm. We're suspicious of the van. Midnight oil, you've got to go see these guys. Did you vote for the nuclear disarmament party when it was out, Tim? When... No, I was totally against them. I thought the bomb was a good idea. <laughs> I had places I thought we could do without. He did mention One Nation, a little-known party who are taking over North Queensland at the moment. And he did say, if you vote for One Nation, you are an asshole, which is technically true, but it's also actually true. For those people listening and they're thinking, will I, won't I? Is it embracing numb-nutted idiotic tie my dick in a tight knot stupidity moronic filth to vote for one nation the answer is yes dear voter has simon day turned up yet still not here wow okay (laughs) because i'd hate for people to say that we're part of the biased left-wing media it's just we're anti-hard thuggish right that puts us in the middle, in the dead centre of Australian politics. I'm so centrist, if anybody is more to the centre, I will move. (laughs) Tim, I believe we have to thank a number of media organisations like FBI, uh, 2SCR and the Sydney Morning Herald for giving us no publicity whatsoever for tonight's show. We sent them all press releases, we rang them up. They hung up on me, Tim, what'd they do to you? I was outside and I was handing out handbills that just said, look at me, I'm in a wheelchair, and that didn't work. You would think the Sydney Morning Herald, but the trouble is the Sydney Morning Herald only has two people and one of them is a cat. (laughs) It should be the Sydney Morning pamphlet now, I guess, shouldn't it, really? Something that Tim has never had a good reason for, and that is when we ask, and you don't really have to ask him, Tim Ferguson's right of reply. At the end of every Bunga Bunga, we give Tim a right of reply to a question nobody asked. And we always usually play this theme. Don't expect too much. Tim, over to you for a right of reply to a question nobody asked. Should we get Jackie Lambie back? Jackie Lambie has just left the parliament. Jackie Lambie, who brought so much. And I knew when I watched the news this afternoon and I saw her being hugged by everyone and saw the first person to give her a hug and a warm speech about her amazing contribution was the Attorney General George Brandis. (laughs) That was the moment when I realised, yeah, we don't need Jackie back. Jackie, thanks very much for coming all the way from Bernie and giving us this slapdash, up-down, you know, Jackie Lambiness. And I liked your down-to-earthness, but when I saw George Brandis saying such nice things about it, I knew you'd been played, Jackie. You got played. You got played by master politicians who used you to distract everybody from what was really happening. So, Jackie... Please go back to Bernie. Just, you know, hang around with the Bernie people. Send us another Bernie person because they're hilarious. But that'll do, Jackie. That'll do. Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question that nobody asked. Oh, my God. 
Look, thank you very much for coming on to our first ever a very rough recording of Bunga Bunga. Please have a listen to all other shows that are at maynard.com.au because they move like blurred lightning. Tim and I, do you want to call it now? you want to do the Christmas show, Tim? Oh, we're doing a Christmas show. Are we doing a Christmas show? Here! Good King Wenceslas looked out on the Feast of Stephen. We're going to do a very Bunga Bunga Christmas. I'll be looking a lot more relaxed. I might even be wearing the same suit. What will you be doing, Tim? I'll be wearing pants for a change. <laughs> He'll be here with Santa's sack but for a very Bunga Bunga Christmas. My name's been Maynard. And his name's been Maynard. Thank you for coming, Bunga well, Bunga. Bunga Bunga! Thank you. <laughs> and thank you to all our Patreons, too. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to turn the lights up now. You can come have a chat to us about what we've been doing with our life. On maynard.com.au. Hey, you! Bryson and Hume. Everything digital.